Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Hello. So I am going live with Caitlin Eldridge and Caitlin is a CFO and she is a beautiful, wonderful human who's also a mom of four. And so we are going to be going live today talking about building wealth and building your legacy and how these two things come together. So here she is. Hi. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just enjoying time with my doing all the things as usual, right? Right. Always. But I'm excited for us to chat this. I know we've had lots of conversations. Like you have unique perspective coming from the number side of things and like your wealth of knowledge there. And then my expertise on the business side of things. So being able to bring it together. I would love for us to start today with you just kind of introducing yourself, telling all the people who you are and all of your amazingness. Sounds good. I'm Caitlin, as Kelsey said, mom of four, six twin four-year-olds and a one-year-old military spouse and a business owner. I've owned my business for the last three years, but I've been a CPA industry for almost 12 now, which ages me quite a bit, but um, I have loved it. I am really shifting to helping business owners and then helping other accountants really break out of this mold that we've been told we have to live in for us to have profitable businesses that we have to give up our lives and we have to work 70 hour weeks. And so I'm trying to buck that and say, it's time for something new. So incredible. We got to work together and she is my CFO and I got to coach her for a little bit. It's so cool in relationships like this. I think we have a better understanding and like more, even more respect for each other because we get to see like the behind the scenes on both ends. But what do you think is the difference in somebody, you know, making a lot of money and actually being wealthy? It's the purpose behind what you're going to do with that money. Very much see wealth as a long-term game and our goal of leaving a financial legacy to our kids along with our businesses, but to leave them and to allow them to start kind of better than we did is really where I try to focus. And so when you make a lot of money and you start worrying about what to do with it, it, the more you take that long-term view, the more I think that wealth perspective starts to build. Um, And honestly, it's finding that balance. I've been seeing the industry is kind of in weird places right now in terms of finances. And you've got the folks who are so focused on making as much money as they can now that they give up their life to do so, that they're so single-mindedly focused because they want to retire early. They want to retire by 45, but they don't live from 20 to 45. And then you have the ones who are so focused on living now that they get to 55 and they're kind of in a bind and they don't have a plan for 55 to 80. And in this world where we live until 85, 100, I think it's really finding that work that we love to do that doesn't feel like work so we can do it for a long time. Because what are we supposed to really do from 65 to 100? Nothing. Like, I can't imagine a world of like sitting and twiddling my thumbs. I want to travel then, of course, 
but I also want to travel now. And so it's, how do you build a life that lets you do all of that all the time? Yeah. And it's such a good point. And I think that's why you and I have similar values because we really value that long-term approach versus like just doing what's best now. Like, and sometimes I think that we get so caught up in, you know, especially in business about like what everybody else is doing and, and, and it can pull from our own alignment. Right. But really to me, when I think about wealth, I do really think about that term approach of like, okay, let's do the both. Let's live now, but also prepare. Let's have, you know, the, the business that feels good, that isn't driving us into the ground. And let's also make sure that we have freedom. Let's make sure that we are, you know, generating income. And I think for a lot of people, it's just kind of the thought of like doing both, which like you, you and I know, like doing, being mom and business owner, like we're, we're used both, but I feel like that a lot of people are just, they kind of count themselves out. It's just like, you know, they're either, it's either, or it's not like giving themselves the, or holding the belief they can do both. And so they count themselves out from like building something bigger, you know, the business. It's like, well, yes, of course I want to be wealthy, but I have a client who we were having, having a discussion about like her view of wealth was basically, she was a holding a belief that if I'm going to be wealthy, it's going to take away from my family. And so I think there's a lot of people that do that to where it's like, I, I love you and I are like that 20 ish hours a week. So we can be with our kids like, and loving that and being able to understand that you that while also building wealth is something that I think is a little foreign to people. It is. And I, I mean, I can easily still slip back into that, like, Oh shoot, to make more, I have to work more. And finding that kind of sweet spot because it does exist of also just being grateful for what you have now. And so that's a big part of it is spending wisely, choosing wisely when we implement for clients, tax plans and tax savings is not necessarily turning around and spending that money, but can you now use that savings that we got you to plan for the future? Just make decisions that make more sense or save you money or allow you to build that wealth in a different manner. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's it, it's almost putting a different kind of perspective on to where it's like, how can I not just generate more income, but actually generate like more quality of life? How can I put myself in a position to where I can be filled and also be able to fulfill my responsibilities? And it just comes back to that balance. What do you think you know, a lot of times people have this question about like investing, right? And and like, there's so much fear around investing and being able to like get your money back in a conversation that I often find people that I'm having with people is there is a line, right? Like, I don't want somebody to hire me that's going to have to like sell their soul or like their car in order to do that. But I do people to think about the reality of especially when it comes to business investing in something or someone that you truly align with that can expand not just the business but also you as a human and so from a you know from like a financial standpoint what is your advice when people are seeking especially entrepreneurs and seeking guidance in business kind of how do you approach that yeah, we often will have um, discussions around goals and what those goals are. And so if one of those is expanding the business, then we make sure that the cash they're spending aligns with that. But if they were to tell me as like a neutral third party, hey, my goal really is to 
get into a house, which means I need $30,000 of cash for the down payment. And they come to me the next week and say, hey, I want to invest in this for $30,000. That's where we just have to reassess. Okay, now which one and what's the timing? I don't think the discussion is ever now or never. It's just what's going to come first. And if the house is the most important thing for you right now, then yeah, way to beat. But if expanding that business Mm. is the most important thing because you know it'll bring you revenue three months from now, then let's do that piece. It's the dollar at the end of the day. We can always make more, but what you have, because it's what is in the bank account. So where are you going to spend it? And that's okay to change from day to day, month to month, as long as you kind of have that goal system. But in order to grow, there's usually some kind of investment to a cut. You're investing in shortening the time that you have to figure out all of these little things. You're paying for the person who's already gone ahead of you, done it all, made all the mistakes, and they're going to prevent you from making those mistakes, which honestly are usually costly. They are costing you revenue or they're costing you in software and hiring and all these things that are expenses. Right. Right. Or they're costing you quality of life, which is like what Mm -hmm. I found because I didn't invest for eight years and it was like I spent so much time and it's a really a good point to think about I, I think a lot of people are held back because they want like the tangibles they want to buy the house the car you know the stuff that they that they want in their real life and they also want to expand the business and so it's hard to pick and that's why I always invite people into the both of like you know if and that's what I love about you know working with you is that able to do that even with my investments about like okay well if we put this amount here and this amount towards this and I just think having somebody like you in my corner has been so huge because even our conversations and the consultant piece of it is so big for me because it's almost just like this is something you really want then like at the end of the day you do it and everything gets figured out I think that's the thing that that is really different about you is that you have like the solid numbers and you come to everything with like data, but you're also such an understanding human and you do the work yourself. So that really helps people because you have a different approach to where it's like, you want to invest that money and you also want the house. Okay. Well, what if we wait one month for the investment? And what if that pushes the house back another month? But also what about this opportunity that you make all of your money back? Like you're very good about bringing those things to the table. And that's what I try to help people to do is like really zoom out and see the the possibilities. Because I think that when it comes to investing and when it comes to um, building wealth, I think, again, it goes back to that extreme of I can either make money and like hoard it all and save it all, or I can go all in on my business and like build my legacy, but really it's both. It's, it's when you invest, it's a commitment to yourself. It's a commitment to your business. It's you saying, I believe in myself enough that I think that I know that I do have something in me that can bring this bigger. And I think this is where the wealth and the legacy kind of collide in that like you just recognizing you can do both, that you can, that, that if you're driven by impact, if you're driven by wanting to create great change and that stick with that, that that is always going to be something that, that generates income for you because people feel that. Oh, definitely. And honestly, I love working with people who are in this industry because they're challenging themselves in their scarcity belief and that concept of once I spend it, I can't have it back. And for someone who was completely in that, I mean, that is essentially what accounting is, is, oh my gosh, hoard onto what you have, make sure your cash was, because what if, what 
but if what if? And so to really sit there and be challenged on if I spend this, it will likely come back the same, if not greater. If I invest here, it will come back the same, if not greater. And so um, challenging clients and people who I work with to look for that, to look for those moments that they have invested and six months later, it's come back even better. Um, And that's allowing them to change their lives and to live this life where they're not stuck in a nine to five and they're not stuck fearing for the future. You can get laid off as quickly as you could lose your business. It's there's nothing guaranteed. And so we have to be willing to take those risks. Yeah. I think people like are so tied to that belief that like, if you're getting a paycheck, you're secure, but it's like, you could lose your job tomorrow. If you have your own business, like the only way you, you quit is if you quit, you know, what would you advise somebody who's in that place? Who's kind of having that fear surrounding investing and like, they really want to, they know it's what they need, but they're also just like, so stuck in that. Like they're so hyper-focused money in versus money out. What's directly in front of me. How would you walk somebody through that? Yeah, we usually, we'll look at some historical stuff. When was the last time that you did make an investment? Did it kill you? Did you completely lose the business? Did it go under? Were you unable to do it? So we'll look at those pieces. We'll look at the cash in the bank and we'll say, what's actually there? Because a lot of the times our brain will tell us a story that the numbers never supported. It never supported that you were going to be out of money if you spent this because the trend shows that you've always made money. And then just challenge them even in their personal lives. I like to ask them to look for where they've spent and gotten back. So for me, and I'll tell that story often is we bought my husband a truck in cash and I was terrified to write that check. I was like, this money will never, ever come back to me. Like, this is a lot of money. And my friend challenged me and she goes, look for it. Just look for it. And within three months, just in the business, money had come back threefold. Like it just flowed. Um, so just challenging you to really look for those moments. And they don't have to be a huge truck. But that time that you tipped someone 100 bucks and a few weeks later, an extra 200 came to your house that you weren't expecting. Money flows and it'll flow to those who are handling it well. And it'll flow to those who are building legacies and wealth. And it has to go out to come back. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like piece. So it's like, if you are hoarding all the money that you're making, you're sending the signal out that there is more. So then you're capping your limits, which it's like, if you want to build a legacy, I think one of the most important parts of building a legacy is really challenging yourself to step into something big, to, you know, spread your message wider, to learn a new thing that you're afraid of, to say the thing that you are afraid to say. And I think that the part that you mentioned about like, being able to challenge yourself by finding a different story, finding data that actually backs up the opposite is really a lot of, a lot of times something that we don't do because we have these stories and then we can spiral, like making up whatever like suits emotion of the day. And it's just not helpful and doesn't get us anywhere. Never, never. (laughs) That's what our mind will do. And when we learn to trust ourselves, that's usually when it'll pay off. Yeah, yeah. I think self-trust is so vital, especially in in building wealth, right? Because if you think about some of the most wealthy people, nobody knew for sure when they took a step into whatever they're in that it was going to be the thing for them. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, the biggest companies that you'll see in the world now all started with losses because they were just going on faith that at some point it would turn around. At some point, it would change. And I mean, Amazon would be one of the biggest examples out there. Like this guy who started something and pushed and pushed and pushed 
and it worked. But he had to have that faith. He had to have that trust to get there. But it's not, sometimes you just take that loss to get the income later. And it clearly has paid off for companies like Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other piece of it is like, what would happen? What would happen if we, what would happen if we detached from the timing, right? If we didn't expect that immediate mm-hmm. gratification, didn't expect that instant return. And if we just trusted in like the how would happen, like we, we know how, but we don't know how, how we just know it will. Like if that trust piece, I think is probably that challenge that you're talking about for people to just know, like, and I think that's the part is when you're so locked into like your mission and your impact and what you know, you're here to create for me, it allows me to just really kind of put some blinders onto those things to where, when those stories start to creep in of like, what if you do invest and this doesn't come back? You make this choice and it doesn't come back. And it's like, but it will because it always has because it really comes down to me knowing myself and trusting in myself and that like, I would never quit. I would never, I, I would never allow, like, I, I'm just so tied to what I know that I'm here for that if it came to that point, I, I just, it, it wouldn't essentially like I just know that and I think helping people to see that and develop that self-trust is one of the most powerful things that we can do no matter what area that we're mentoring in you know to to throw the power back to the client of like well what is it what it's for you like what's what's most aligned for where you want to go um and, and that's that's the kind of work that I think brings back that balance of like well I want to do this thing and I want to take this risk but I also want to have stability. And it's been one of, I'd say that time is one of the best learned working with you and having faith in that. Every time, every time I write down something new I want to do and I'm like, oh gosh, I have to make it happen now. Oh, Kelsey said that it will happen. It's meant to happen. And so I just have that faith that it will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you, so somebody, somebody that's, that's watching this or listening to this and they're like, okay, well, I Like I want to, I know that I really desire growth of the business, but I don't want to like sell my soul to get there. So what, what would you advise like some steps they can take or some things that they can really narrow down to help them make like more empowered choices? Yeah. The, um, like actual physical things to do would be to look at what I call your profit and loss. So what have you made? What have you spent? What's left over? Um, and does the payment plan fit into that? Assume the best, true. Like try to lean into like a best case scenario and then maybe model out a worst yeah. case. But really, I like to encourage folks to sit in that best case. And um, this is why so many offer wonderful people to give you the option to make that change now and spread that cost out over time. Um, but if you look at it and you've got the cash sitting there and you've got that belief, then go for it. I mean, I'll say from a tax point, you're going to get a nice deduction this year and that always helps. Um, so leaning into those ones and then it's listening to yourself. And if you, I never recommend going on scarcity of like, oh my gosh, it'll never come back again. And Kelsey doesn't believe in that. I've seen you offer so many different programs for so many different people, but um, 2022 is feeling differently and people are showing up differently. And so this is the year I'd say that you should lean into growing that business, leaving that nine to five. We're seeing a huge resignation, like make that what you do this year. Um, but yeah check the numbers and if you don't have the numbers then get the numbers and then look at them because 
not having them is creating that story that you can't do this. Um, Yeah, that's so true. I think one of the really powerful things that you said too, is like doing the best case scenario. I never actually realized it until you just said that of like, when I make the choice of I'm going to invest in something, I'm like, essentially like I'm going to invest. And so how do I move things around to make this happen versus looking at it from like, how do I invest happen? So let's say I'm going to do this coaching program and it's, you know, a couple thousand a month. It's like, okay, well, where is a thousand a month going to come from? Well, from the standpoint of like, this is a thing that I'm doing because it's what I want to do. And I feel like that's more empowering than like, oh, I want to do this thing. So how can I get the money to do the thing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is. And it's that changing of the frame of mind. The more stable of a person you are, the more you're able to really hold your beliefs and hold the future and hold that not necessarily controlled, the more stable the business does become, the more you create business that will continue to feed itself. Um, But you have to take that first investment. I mean, it was scary when I took my first one, but I'm so grateful I did. And every investment plus has led me to wonderful places. You know, talking about year of yes and being in, in the launch for that right now, it's so interesting because it, everything from that was like brought from my, my first, like, remember like, I paid $600 a month for this coach and I was so scared, but it's like, if I hadn't made that move, like if I hadn't done that, like Mm -hmm. where would I be? So nuts to me. Um, So I would love for you to share for everybody watching kind of like more about your service for them um, and what you currently have open, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, thanks to um, working with Kelsey for the amount of time I did. We're actually full. So what we do is a CFO package for folks. And I absolutely love it. But we are boutique. And I don't change that at the moment. It hasn't felt right to expand beyond that. So I know every client. I'm on every call with every client. I'm reviewing every client's books. Um, And so what we do is provide bookkeeping and tax services and then quarterly calls to really walk through your numbers, help you make these decisions. We provide beautiful dashboards and cash flow forecasts, like wonderful things. Absolutely love it. But right now we are at a point where we're protecting our core clients and making sure they're taken care of before we expand. Um, But I also do teachings and consultations. So if you do need like one-off little helps, they're some of my favorites because it's a way that you can get into the right frame of mind, get your questions answered in a way that's not intimidating. Um, I'd say 90% of my clients came to me from somebody who talked down to them, who wasn't communicative. And so that's a big part of what we do really well around here is take what's scary to many and make it understandable and easy and approachable. Yeah. Like how many conversations have we had where I'm like, I, that's Spanish to me. So And you're like, okay, I got you. I got you. (laughs) Try again. Yes. Um, And it's my favorite part. It's that teaching aspect. So really looking forward into that. I'm hoping the summer will open up our wait list once life gets, but it's the both. Um, We've potentially got a move on the horizon. And so we're just living in this world of creating wealth and legacy with what's in front of us um, and creating space for more, but being realistic at the same time. And that's that moving takes a lot of energy. Yeah. And what a space for you to be in to where it's like, that's not you're you're so solid in like, you're knowing that you can handle it all and that everything's going to be okay. And I think that's so huge for you. Um, and, and one of the things that you're so that you're so good at, you know, is just like, 
it sounds silly to say, but just being a human, like in a different, you know, being advised from a, from a place of like, I get you and I can feel that this is important to you. Not just this is, you have the money or don't have the money. And that's what I love about you. And I know that you um, are working on possibly mentoring some clients that have bookkeeping and tax businesses too, which I think if, if you are in the financial industry, Caitlin would be such a great, great mentor for that because the way that you set up your life and your business. But yeah, I, I love that we got to chat about this today. Really important for people to just know that they they can build both. They can step into their potential and build the legacy that they feel like they want to while also building wealth. And, and, and it really is, like we said in the beginning, that long-term view. So I would love for you to give anybody that's watching here that might be thinking about investing or working with me, some of your insights of, of our work together, anything you have to say about you. Yeah. So I, y'all, I loved Kelsey so much. I've been watching her and she's a client, but I was working with another coach and I just knew that it was the time. So I fronted bills for two coaches for quite a while and it was great, like double the expansion, but it was worth that investment. And it has gotten the business to a wonderful place. I will say for me, because it's not all, it doesn't have to be hard. So 2022, we're trying to make it the year of simple and Kelsey has shown how that's possible and really encouraged me to lean into that, that expansion can happen and it can still be simple. And so that's what we're really working on. But um, the advice, the care that she gives to her clients is remarkable. So you guys, whatever, I know she has a few programs, the year of yes is right now, but her one-on-one is what I ended up doing. And it was truly a great place to be. If you're in a group coaching program, never underestimate the power of both networking and the coach. And so you're going to learn so much from Kelsey and from the other people that you're with. Like I said, I love us being on on both sides. It was like super support to where it's like I'm I'm advising stuff and then she's advising me on business stuff and beautiful mix. I feel like we did a good job balancing all of that. So, um, well, thank you guys for being here with us today. Thank you, Caitlin, for your time. Um, and if you guys have any questions for Caitlin, I feel free. I know that we are both always uh, happy to have a conversation about anything, any questions, any concerns, any of that kind of stuff. So you can reach out to us and um, I'll of course post the replay. Everybody that came in during can go back and watch from the beginning. Thank you, Caitlin, so much for your time and for being here. Good to see you. You too. Bye. Bye. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.